0: The police had taken her to the station after carting her mum off, and she'd been made to wait there until somebody from social services came for her. Huddled in the back seat of the social worker's car now, en route to the emergency foster home where they had arranged for her to spend the night, her heart was breaking. Nobody had told her anything, and she was convinced that her dad was going to die if he hadn't already, and it was tearing her apart to think that she might never see him again. Desperate for it to be a bad dream, she kept digging her nails into her leg in an effort to wake herself. But it was no dream. It was a real, living nightmare, and she knew that life was never going to be the same again. "'Almost there,' Val Dunn said, glancing at Sky in the rear-view mirror. "'Are you okay? Sky clamped her teeth together and stared angrily out at the dark road. Every time she'd asked about her dad, they had said they didn't know anything yet, but she knew they were lying. They must know something. They just didn't want to tell her because they thought she was a kid. And that really pissed her off because she was almost fifteen and had a right to know what was happening with her own dad. But if they wouldn't talk to her, then she was determined not to talk to them. Val gazed at the girl for a few more seconds, before turning her attention back to the road ahead. It would have been good to know what was going through her mind, but she had clammed up back at the station, so Val could only guess how she must be feeling. She was clearly scared, which was only to be expected under the circumstances, because no child enjoyed being lifted from their home and handed over to strangers. She was also angry, Val sensed, frustrated that nobody was giving her the answers she wanted. But the truth was, they simply didn't know anything yet. Skye's father had been in surgery when Val arrived at the station, and the hospital still hadn't reported back by the time she and Skye had left. She would call for an update in the morning— and decide what to tell Skye depending on the news, but her priority right now was to get the child settled. They drove on in silence for a while, and Sky didn't raise her gaze until they began to slow down. She'd known they were some distance away from her home because of how long it had taken to get here, but when she looked out along the tree-lined avenue and saw all the big houses, she felt sick. This was rich people territory, and those who could afford to live here had to be really old and posh, so they were bound to look down their noses at her. In a way, she kind of hoped they did, because if they refused to let her into their house, the social worker would be forced to take her home, and that was all she wanted right now, to go home, climb into bed, and pretend that none of this was happening.' When Val pulled onto the drive of a large detached house, a middle-aged couple came out onto the step. Skye cast a hooded glance at them from beneath her lashes and hated them on sight. Some lads she knew from school had spent time in care, and they had all said the same thing, that foster parents were evil bastards who acted nice in front of social workers but turned nasty as soon as they were gone. The woman of the couple came over to the car and opened the back door for Skye as Val climbed out from behind the wheel. Hello, love. I'm Marie. You must be Skye. She's exhausted, Val explained, when Skye climbed out sulkily without answering. Shall we go inside? Of course. Marie waved for Val to go ahead and then placed her hand on Skye's back to guide her in. Skye recalled from her touch and stumbled over the step, desperate to get away from her. Marie had a soft voice and smelled of washing powder and perfume, like Haley's mum. The reminder of home had brought a lump to Skye's throat, and she swallowed hard to clear it. The house had looked like a mansion to Skye from the outside, but it was surprisingly cosy on the inside.